Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Jerry Savelle. We have a great message to share with you, and I believe you're going to be inspired by it. And I want to encourage you to pay very close attention. Take notes if at all possible. If you have your Bible handy, get it out and follow with me in the scriptures that I'll be sharing with you. Once again, we're talking about the prophetic word that the Lord gave me for 2019. He said it will be a year of marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestation of His greatness. So, I want to encourage you, lay hold upon that. You know, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, I believe it's chapter 4 and about verse 2, it says, the word preached did not profit them because they did not mix faith with it. Well, God wants this to profit you. It wants, he wants it to be profitable for you. But the way that it's profitable for you is you must mix faith with it. So, as you hear what I'm sharing with you today, you mix your faith with it. And how do you do that? Simply by saying, I receive this. I receive this in Jesus' name. You know, every prophetic word that's been spoken over me over the years, that's the first thing I do. Lord, I receive this. And I begin to decree it. I confess it. And I keep talking it until it comes to pass. So, I want to encourage you to make your plans to do that as well. Now, I'm going to take you back into the service where I was teaching this at our church here in Crowley, Texas. It's a suburb of Fort Worth, Texas. And by the way, if you're ever in our area, come and join us. We were teaching this subject, marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. And I'm going to take you into that service where I was continuing to talk about this subject. And I believe, praise God, if you watch closely, take notes if at all possible. By the time we get through with this broadcast today, your faith is going to go to a higher level, and you're going to dare to believe that God wants to do this for you. So watch now, take notes, and I'll be back in just a few moments. Once again, in Job chapter 5, where the, amplify, I mean, the message says, after all, he's famous for great and unexpected acts. There's no end to his surprises. Verse 10 says, we'll never comprehend all the great things he does. His miracles, surprises cannot be counted. All the miracles and all the surprises that he does, there's no way that you can count them all. The complete Jewish Bible says, for God does great deeds beyond investigation, wonders beyond reckoning. And the Lampsa translation says, God does great things without limit. And the New International Version says, God does wonders that cannot be fathomed. Amen. This is talking about the greatness of our God. What did he tell us? That there are going to be manifestations, extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Somebody say, my God is a great God. My God, is a great God. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9 says from the Apostle Paul, and I believe he's picking up on all of this that we've already discussed and talked about, particularly from the Old Testament. He says, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. And Paul is actually quoting Isaiah. Isaiah said in his day that I hadn't seen, ear hasn't heard, and heart has not conceived everything that God wants to do. Paul says over in the New Testament, quoting Isaiah, and I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those that love him. Somebody say, things that have been prepared 
for those that love him. Look at somebody and tell them, and I haven't seen all those things yet. And tell them also, and neither have you. So what's the purpose of God preparing all these things if he's not going to manifest them? Amen? Why, why would he prepare all these things for those that love him, but they never get to experience them? I'd just soon not even know that he prepared them. Amen? If God has prepared things for those that love him that our eyes have not even seen, our ears have not even heard about, and our hearts have not even conceived yet, then apparently they're on their way. They're coming. Hallelujah. And I plan to be a recipient. How about you? Amen? Now, I've seen a lot of things in my almost 50 years. I've seen God do a lot of things. I've experienced a lot of miracles, a lot of uh, extraordinary manifestations of his greatness, but I haven't seen it all yet. But I believe I'm going to live to see it, praise God, because it's just around the corner. Now, Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11 says, for I know the plans that I have for you. And he goes on to say, plans to prosper you. Amen. Plans. God has made plans. How many of you believe that God's plans will be fulfilled? I'm expecting God's plan to be fulfilled in my life and in my lifetime. Hallelujah. And it says to prosper you, to not do evil, but good unto you and to give you a future and a hope. Another translation says the future you've hoped for. Hallelujah. How many of you uh, have a, a future that you're hoping for? Yes. Amen. Well, God plans to make it happen yes. if you stay in faith, if you won't give up, if you won't quit. God wants it to happen. That's a good plan that he has for you. The Webster's Dictionary defines prosper as to succeed, to become strong, to thrive, and to flourish. That's God's plan for mine and your life. Succeed implies for things to turn out well. How many of you like things turning out well? You know, I remember uh, Josh, I mean, uh, uh, Joseph saying in Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20, speaking of his brothers, he said, but as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it for good. God meant it for good. In other words, God can turn, turn evil things that Satan had, does in your life into something good. Yes. Amen. You, you have to understand that God knows the end from the beginning. And as far as he's concerned, it's never over until he says it's over. And I like to say, and he'll never say it's over until you win. Amen. Notice here he says, I have plans for you. I have plans for good and not evil. And even if Satan plans something evil against you, God will turn it into something good. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. I wrote in my notes right here, divine providence always 
overcomes evil intentions. Divine providence always overcomes evil intentions. Amen. That's one of the reasons why James tells us in James chapter one and verse two, count it all joy, my brethren, when you fall into divers temptations, tests, and trials. Why? Why would I count it all joy when I'm being tested and tried? Because providence always overcomes evil intentions. Amen. Divine providence. In other words, God is not done yet. I sensed in my spirit when I came in here this morning that some of you had some things go wrong this week. Some things happened in your life that you didn't plan on happening. And I started to say at the front, but, but I knew I was going to be reading this verse, so I just decided to save it to this point. What Satan meant for bad this week, God's going to turn it into something good. God's going to turn it into something good. If that's you, lift your hands right now and just say, God, I receive that. I receive that, praise God. Don't ever give up on God. And it may come in the way of a surprise, the way he turns it around. Don't, don't count out surprises. Don't limit God to how he's done it before. Amen. I've had God do marvelous things in the past. And, uh, and the worst thing I can do is think that he's going to do it again exactly the same way. No, he's God. Let him be God. He's been doing this a whole lot longer than you have. Amen. And he has ways that you and I couldn't dream up in a thousand years. Amen. And he uses many times the least expected. Amen. I've had him, I've had him use people to meet a need in my life. And in the natural, it didn't look like they had two quarters to rub together. But you can't, you can't look at the natural. Amen. I mean, when, when uh, Samuel came down to anoint the next king of Israel at Jesse's house, he said, bring all your sons up here. And he brought all his sons up there, but David. He left him out in the field herding sheep. He didn't think David would be the one. And so all the other boys are standing there. The prophet goes down the line and uh, finally he decides that this is not, the, the next king is not in this line. Don't you have any more sons? Well, I got one more out there, but you know, he's just a youth and he's not likely to mount to anything. Well, go get him. And he brought him up there and he said, behold the king. <laughs> Amen. God looks on the heart and not the outward appearance. Amen. If I'd have been picking somebody to meet a need in my life, a lot of times I'd have missed it. I'd have missed it because God used somebody I didn't, I didn't think could have the ability to do it. But God knows. And you say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Remember my story about uh, Andrews, Texas, and I'm believing God for my first airplane. And uh, there hadn't been one person sewed into that. And I didn't talk about it anywhere I went. There's only just a handful of people. And I mentioned this last time, but I didn't tell this part of it. But uh, while I'm believing for that airplane, we were invited to preach in Andrews, Texas. And when we got there, the pastor didn't want me because I wasn't licensed and ordained. 
with his denomination. So he said, I can't have you in my church. Now, I didn't know religious politics, so I didn't, I didn't know things like that happened. And I said, they're not going to let us, he's not going to let me speak here. And the deacon came out and followed us and said, Brother Jerry, if I can find a place for us to have a meeting, will you stay? I said, well, I'm here. That's what I came for. He said, well, I'll, I'll find a place and I'll, I'll come to the hotel where you're staying and let you know where it's going to be later today. All he could find was an abandoned laundromat. And he found out who owned it and asked him if he could use it for the next three days. He couldn't find chairs anywhere. They got seats out of wrecked cars. And some of the seats were wrecked cars. He found just a handful of uh, folding chairs and the rest were seats out of wrecked cars. He said, Brother Jerry, you were in the paint and body business. You used to work on wrecked cars. You're going to love where we're going to get these seats, wrecking yard. <laughs> and, so, and so we started the meeting that night. When I got ready to receive the offering, it was pitiful. <laughs> Carolyn didn't even give. <laughs> the last day, I'm, I'm teaching on faith, and there was a, a truck pulled up in front of the laundromat. And you know, the laundromat's all glass. Now, I'm looking out on Main Street. The people are looking at me like you are. They can't see what I see. And there was a truck pulled up with a man in it with a straw hat, bib overalls, large man. And he got out and he walked in the laundromat and I thought he's just going to sit down. But he didn't. He just kept walking forward. I said, sir, would you like to take a seat? No, I wouldn't. That was a country boy, country boy. And he said, uh, my name is Oop. I said, pardon me? He said, my name is Oop. I said, okay, well, Mr. Oop, would you like to take a seat? No, I wouldn't. He said, uh, I'm not educated. I quit school about the third grade. He said, I can't read nor write, but I can hear God. He said, that's how I live. I hear God. He said, and I was out riding my tractor, plowing my field. I heard God say, there's a young man up at the laundromat in Andrews that needs an airplane. Go help him. He said, are you him? I thought, there couldn't be two of us doing this in this town. <laughs> there's only one laundromat. I guess I'm him. He said, God told me to bring you some money for that airplane. He said, so I'm going to give you some money and then I'm going to leave. And you'll never see me again unless God tells me because I don't do nothing except God tells me. So he just piled money at my feet and put his straw hat on, went back to the truck and drove off. We're all standing there with our mouths open. I'm thinking, did this really happen? I said, Carolyn, did this really happen? She said, look at your feet. There's money at my feet. He just pulled it out of them overalls, piled it at my feet. I'm thinking, that's the biggest angel I've ever seen in my life. It, didn't, it wasn't enough to buy the airplane, but it was a start. It got me my hanger. Amen. It got me my hanger. I, I considered it to be part of the law of progression that Jesus talked about, first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. Amen. When Oop obeyed God, that broke the barrier. Amen. Now, do you think 
in my wildest dreams in trying to help God get me an airplane, I would have dreamed up oop. <laughs> On my best day of helping God, I would have never dreamed up oop. Now, God, how are we going to do this? How are we going to get this airplane? I, I, Lord, at least send somebody with some money. I mean, you know, at least somebody just say, God told me bring you some money. Let's call him Oop, God. I'd have never thought of that in a million years. And you wouldn't have either. Amen. But Oop obeyed God. Oh, hallelujah for Oop. I'm going to invite Oop to my 50th anniversary. <laughs> One time, Brother Nichols, Brother Harold Nichols said, Brother Jerry, I've heard you talk about Oop. Could you get Oop to come to our church sometime? I said, well, Brother Nichols, I can't promise anything because he only goes where God tells him to go. He only does what God tells him to do. I said, but I'll call him and ask him. And uh, I called Oop and he said, uh, Brother Jerry, uh, the Lord told me you was going to call. I said, well, you coming? He said, yes, I'll be there this Sunday. So I told Brother Nichols, he was excited about it. And Oop came in his bib overalls. Because that's what he wore all the time. And he'd only put on a white shirt on Sunday under them bib overalls, you know, like the farmers did way back there. And he'd come in them bib overalls, and man, I'm telling you, he read people's mail all morning. Dear Lord, it was a fabulous service. But Oop was used by God to surprise me. I would have never dreamed up Oop in a million years. Amen? So don't limit God. Don't limit God. God is still doing unusual things. Can you say amen? amen? James 1 once again says, Count it all joy, my brethren, when you fall into diverse temptations, tests, and trials. The message says, When tests and challenges come at you on all sides. He said in the verse 3 of the message translation, You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So in other words, God is saying, don't give up just because you're under pressure. That's when I'm most likely to bring a surprise. Right. Amen? That's when I'm most likely to turn what Satan meant for bad into something good. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 2, 14, now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph. You see, when you're going through a test and trial, that's what you see. But what God sees is you're in the process of being triumphant. Yes. Amen. Amen. Don't give up. Don't give up on God. He's the wonder worker. He's the God of surprises. Amen. Just stay in faith. Psalm 119 verse 68 says, Thou art good and doest good. The message translation says you are good and you are the source of good. Can you say amen? amen? Now, last week I was in Houston preaching last Sunday morning. Joe and I were there. And uh, while I was praying that afternoon, uh, Saturday afternoon before going into Sunday morning service, the Lord had me to write a prayer of petition for the people there and I knew I was going to be preaching along these same lines and he said I want you to write this prayer petition 
And he was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And he said, now I want you to call them up at the end of the service and have them pray it with you out loud. So I was impressed the Lord to do the same with you this morning. So I want you to stand to your feet right now as we prepare to close. And I want you to say these, say these words with me. Now remember, 1 John chapter 5 says that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, we know we have the petitions we've desired of him. So this is a petition inspired by the Holy Spirit for you. Now, if you want to get a copy of it later, we'll, we'll give it to the office here and, and have them make copies for you, or, or you can just download it or whatever, but it'll be available to you. And I want you to carry it around with you. Keep it with you. Amen. So I want you to say this right now. Lift your hands and, and close your eyes for a moment and just say these words with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, you are the God of the breakthrough. You're the God of the turnaround. You take what the devil means for bad and you turn it into something good. For you are good and the source of good. Your word declares no weapon formed against me shall prosper and triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. You're the God who preserves and the God who vindicates the faithful. You're the God who leads us into victory in every transition and in every changing season in our lives. You're the God who teaches us to profit and the God who restores everything that Satan has stolen from us. We have nothing to fear because you are for us and you are by our side. And if our God be for us, then no one can successfully be our enemy. You will not abandon us in our trouble. And you will not allow our adversary to prevail over us. Your goodness awaits us. And we wait on you. And we will not waver. We are now thanking you in advance. Because we know that our God reigns. And our God will not allow us to fail. In Jesus' name, we expect your goodness. And we rejoice in your loving kindness. Amen and amen. amen. Now give the Lord a good shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Take that home with you. Amen. Praise God. God is the God of surprises. God is the God of marvels. God is the God of wonders. And they have not ceased. Amen. Take the limits off God. Don't limit him. Don't try to get him to do it the way he's always done it in the past. Say, I'm open to surprises, Lord. I'm open to surprises. Amen. It's time to stretch your faith in the powerful three-CD series, Marvels, Wonders, and Extraordinary Manifestations of the Greatness of Our God, Jerry Savelle shows that throughout Scripture, from creation to Jesus' ascension, we witness God moving on earth, performing marvels, wonders, and extraordinary things. Fear not, O land. 
Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Also included in this package is the faith-filled book, No Boundaries. In its pages, you will learn how to shatter the boundaries that have held you back, break free from limitations, and see God perform marvels and wonders in your life. Don't wait. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request this inspiring Marvels and Wonders package, including the book and three-CD teaching. God's plan is to keep doing the miraculous. And if you'll dare to mix your faith with what He's told us, then marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of His greatness are headed your way. Has your faith grown today? I believe it has, and I believe, praise God, that you are getting in position right now to experience exactly what God said He wants to do for you in 2019, marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of His greatness. I want you to continue to decree that, speak it every day, and keep it before you, because, praise God, if you will continue to decree it, the book of Job says, If thou wilt decree a thing, it shall be established unto thee. And that word established means eventually, if you say it enough, it will become a common occurrence in your life. So keep right on saying it. Let me read this scripture once again from Exodus 34:10. I want to read it from the message translation. I will work wonders that have never been created in the earth. The Amplified Bible says, Marvels, wonders, and miracles. And the Amplified also implies that those who observe them will be full of awe. And awe means an overwhelming sense of admiration and reverence for our God. And the book of Joel goes on to say in verse 21, chapter 2, the Lord will do great things. And what does great things mean? Things beyond the usual. That's what you are to expect for this year. And I want to encourage you Get up every day decreeing it. Marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of my God. Make it personal. Manifestations of the greatness of my God. And I want to encourage you also to expect surprises and unusual things happening to you and with you throughout this year. If you want to continue your study on this, I encourage you to order the three CDs entitled Marvels, Wonders, Extraordinary Manifestations of the Greatness of Our God, and also my book, No Boundaries, Why Settle for the Ordinary When You Can Expect and Have the Extraordinary. Place your order right away. Don't forget it. Don't, don't, don't think about it, you know, down the road, because if you think about it down the road, there's a possibility you might forget it again. So, do it right now. Order, go online, jerrysavelle.org, and it'll show you how to order the resources that we're making available to you today. Also, I want to connect with our partners, and we want to encourage you to continue to support this ministry as you always have. It's a, it's a, a great way of you helping us out in reaching souls and reaching people that haven't been reached before and helping us uh, in our missions outreaches around the world, Bible schools, churches that we're planning in other nations. So, 
I want to encourage you to continue your partnership. And if you're enjoying your partnership, encourage your friends to become partners with Jerry Savelle Ministries International as well. Thank you once again for watching our broadcast. And thank you for believing in the anointing of God that's on my life. I trust I've helped you today. And I look forward to sharing with you again next week. So make your plans to join with me. And until then, remember, I always say this at the close of the broadcast, because I want it to get into your spirit. Your faith will overcome the world.